Hey, welcome to the Dental Elements Podcast. This is the podcast that's um, supposed to be let loose and fun for the dental auxiliary team. I'm a dental hygienist myself and a dental assistant, April. Shatter the stigma to bring a fun podcast to hear what ails you. Get it? Ail? Um, share your stories because you are our guest. And yes, we would love to hear your stories. Uh, um, all kinds of stories from anything in the dental industry. There's um, so many things going on that you don't even know exist in dentistry. And it's so exciting and amazing. So we'd love to hear those stories, something um, that we haven't haven't heard before. Let's, let's hear them. Also, our solopreneur series is back and we will be um, releasing our first one next Saturday. So it'll be Solopreneur Saturday. And if you have a side gig and are a solopreneur, or like to share your your business, uh, let it hook up with us. You can reach out to us on our website, rootyouon.com, R-O-O-T, the letter U-O-N.com. And there is a section there um, for you to click on and send us your information. And um, we will get a hold of you and uh, get a time set up. So we'd love, love to hear from you. Also, I would like to um, introduce our guest we have on today. His name is Steve Anderson, and he wrote a book called The Comprehensive Guide to Creating the Dental Practice of Your Dreams. And he is so full of information. I could have talked to him all day, and I want to talk to him some more. He, he he's, can help so much, and he's got so much information to share with you guys. Um, he is, let me just tell you, I'm going to cheat here and um, grab his bio because I don't want to do him a disservice. So his singular goal is to make any dentistry's dream practice into a reality. Um, starting his construction career in 1984, he has specialized in building dental offices since 1997 through his company, Denco Dental Construction, Inc., in that time, he has worked with over 1,000 dentists, assisting them in designing and building the dental office they have always dreamed of owning and practicing in. Anderson is the only general contractor in Arizona who is endorsed by the Arizona Dental Association. He has also he also provides CE credits for seminars, which he teaches at dental schools and special engagements. So hopefully we can have him um, come up here soon. In his new book, Dental Ease, The Essential Guide to Creating the Stress-Free and Profitable Dental Practice of Your Dreams, is a detailed written account of his expert knowledge on the subject. The goal of this essential guide is to assist dentists in making edu educated decisions effortlessly and minimizing the painful grind, painful and expensive lessons many experience. Or the grind, painful grind too. You don't just want to live in the grind. You want to enjoy your job. And he does talk about that too. And so much more. He talks about what I really, really liked. He talked about four deadly mistakes that dentists make and the, um, he calls it the four fists. And he'll tell you what those are too. Four very important things to have a successful dental career and a successful life. So um, enjoy the episode and talk to you soon. Cheers. Hi, Steve. How are you? Doing well. Thank Good. you for having me this morning. Yeah, great. Thanks for joining us. Uh, so you're down in the Phoenix area, is that correct? Yes. Uh -huh. Yes. Nice. 
and you're going to share your story with us today. I got your nice, I love books and the smell of books and oh my gosh, I'm like, <laughs> I can't get past smelling it to actually uh, read it all, but lots and lots of information that you're going to share with us today. So whatever yeah. you, um, part of the story you'd like to share. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, I'd be happy to. It, it's, you know, the my journey is, has been a uh, number of years back, I was a, being a general contractor, I was did residential and commercial and, and I got to a point where I've got tired of being everything to everyone and just being a number and having no value and all the professionals can deal with that to some degree, you know, and, and so I was driving to work um, one morning in February and I said, you know, I need to create some value and, and uh, I need to look at things differently. And so I said, well, who needs help? And dentistry came to mind. I mean, I think about all the times I'd meet with a client and we just finish a meeting and they say, okay, now what, you know, who should I talk to? What else, you know, what am I forgetting? And all these, you know, I call them pain points. And uh, it's amazing how many things they don't know. And I was just, at first I was surprised, you know, and, and then I started diving into it. And, um, so when I chose to specialize in dental, um, I, the best thing I ever did was take, uh, eight key dentist professionals to lunch that ones that really understood what they're doing offices that we completed and said, you know, what could we do better? What should I have done different? You know, what would help your process better and what should I do now? You know, how, how can I streamline and got some great information and understood a lot more about the dentist also just start working on averages. What, you know, what is a dentist and what makes them up? And then from that, just uh, learned a lot and just kept asking questions and went to lots of different classes and different things. And, and then since then, um, you know, when I specialized, I realized I wanted to do, a book for dentists at school, you know, and because I of those questions that I would have. So I committed uh, to doing that in oh, 2008. Remember the crash? Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. had some extra time on my hands and and finished the book and and then started teaching at the local dental schools. And then from that, um, finally got into it. And, and the book in your hands right now is something that finally put together and compiled and it's a result of working over a a thousand design build dental offices and helping people make better choices yeah so that's so it says you're a dental practice mentor and guide and so um first of all i have to ask you what did you find out what is a dentist because a lot of us would like to know i know they (laughs) they think different anyway and i've always seems like i worked with left-handed dentists so yeah what's what's interesting is um Unlike most of the programs that you see, the biggest thing that I think gets ignored is every dentist is unique, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the one thing you, 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 so many dentists drink the Kool-Aid and they go to these special programs and they say, build an office this way, or let us put it this, and they put them into their box. And unfortunately it doesn't work. And uh, they're not really, you know, the occasion for success is a small percentage, you know, I'll give you an example. I had one doctor go up and spent $10,000 on just finishes. And he went to this class and, and he said, wow, I got hooked. And he ended up doing this finishes and he came back 
And I looked at him and I'm going, this might be okay in the Midwest, but this isn't you. And I said, just, I tell you what, let's just meet at my office and give me a couple, two, three hours and let's see what we can do. And at the end of those three hours, what was interesting is the only thing we kept was the accent paint. Wow. And, you know, and, but I applauded the doctor then. And after we finished his renovation is you went with your heart, you understand what was important to you. And sometimes you need to just swallow your pride and we all get sucked into something that we don't need or don't want or shouldn't do. I mean, I, I got a lot of stories I'd be happy to share, but we've all done that. Oh yeah. And, and the big thing is, is getting over it and make a better choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like how you say how they're, um, they get put in this box. So that's the thing with dentistry, like the schedule, everything, like you said, everything's just like a box and it's no wonder it's like claustrophobic. Everything's just box. It's a dentist. It's a hygienist. It's, they think they have to conform to this yeah. thing. And that's why um, so many people get burnt out, I feel, in the dental industry because of that. They're trying to conform to this box. It's like, no, you don't. You can open, yeah. it, open the lid. Well, and, a, and a great example of that, Cindy, is um, when uh, a dentist goes over and at first meet with them, they talk about, well, I want to do what he did. And I go, no, you don't. You want to do what is best for you. Right. And that's what the book is helps draw out of them is is really understand that. And it's interesting when I do a seminar, the do you remember the song from the Who, Who Are You? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I start off with that and people kind of look at me a little strange. And I said, There's a lot of power in that song because really the bottom line is is if a dentist takes the time to really understand who they are and what they're about. It helps so much with their focus. It helps them make better choices. They can really zero in on that target and hit it rather than kind of meander around and do things or get sold things they don't need and, and you know, not be that dentist that comes to mind where he's got two milling machines catching, collecting dust on the counter. And it's not because he needs it. It's because he didn't know how to say no and he didn't know what was important to him and didn't understand those dynamics. Right. So, so you always recommend um, starting out with kind of like finding your why, your purpose or yeah, what, finding absolutely. you, who you yeah. are. Yeah. And then you, then you dive into your vision, you know, but it's really first really fully understanding who you are and it just helps you so much and understand all those things that uh, really helps the dentist go down that that path so much quicker it's, yeah and then you can get rid of the outside noise and you only you're only going to hear what who you are like what's for you yeah you I, mean, I, I remember early on one time i had a doctor that um we did nine floor plans with for him the first and the last were identical and we went this big circle and and i'm kind of going what what am i missing here and he was evolving you know, he, he hadn't asked questions of himself. He, and he was, he just started and it was forcing him to really understand who he was. It was painful for me, but it was good for him. Yeah. But, yeah. but, you know, I'd much rather have them decide that beforehand before they dive into it. Right. Right. And so you help, um, so you help with so many different things, like <clears throat> finding their why or talking to mentoring, but then also you have, um, like plans for building an office where you actually have layouts for different operatories. Yeah. I love that because that's something that 
it, it seems like offices are built from a box. <laughs> and then well, as a hygienist, when you're in there clinically, I'm, I'm in the laboratory, I'm like, who built this? Like, obviously somebody in dentistry yeah. did not design this room. It's beautiful, it's gorgeous. I'm sure it costs millions of dollars, has everything you need, but it, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's it's really interesting. Unfortunately, there's a lot of professionals that get stuck into their professional grouping and they help them, but they're, um, they're really not the ones for them. And so it's interesting is after what I've found, and that's why I started off the book the way it is, is after their vision, we get into talking about professionals and we talk about a small world word called accountable professionals and making sure that they're uh, professionals that will help them make better choices. Because, you know, we've all been there, you know, there's, there's a lot of professionals out there and they're more about their wallet than the doctors or the, the professionals, you know, future, you know what I'm talking about. We've seen it. Right. Uh, yeah. And I've, you know, I've watched um, dentists just have a sales rep come in and not say anything bad about a sales rep because they're doing their job. They're doing a fantastic job for this one dentist, just buying everything and my operatory, beautiful, brand new remodel, but I had stuff in there for endo and I'm not going to do endo. I'm like, I'm a hygienist. And so it's in my way. So really it's hurting my ergonomics and all this stuff that that you got sold on volume. Yeah. Yes. And I felt, I'm just like, Oh, you sucker. Like, but you, you brought up a great point is, you know, doctors say, well, I need more cabinets. And I said, no, <laughs> you know, I, my, my old adage is, is you build it, they fill it, you know? Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> And, and so really in the ops, it's, you know, we're seeing less, but the most important thing is really thinking through the process and understanding who they are, but it comes back to that accountable person, you know, that, that, and we have questions that help in each category, which, what category, what, what are the professionals you need to help you at the beginning and who are they and what are the key roles they play? But then on top of that, what we want to do is talk about, uh, what questions should they be asking for you and giving you options? That's the biggest thing I see is my ears perk up when I hear a professional that says, you know, you really don't need that. You know, had you considered this? And, and there's times I have to be in a, uh, I'm in a meeting with a doctor and I just say, you know, they just got done telling me something and I'm looking at them going, okay, I don't know how to put this other than, can I be honest with you? <laughs> Can I give you some honest feedback of what we see the majority of the time? And maybe you're that small 5, 10, 15, 20% of the people that succeed in that area and doing it differently. But let me tell you what happens when you go down that route. And because most people don't know how to deal with it and they don't know, they, they end up with a terrible result. You know, an example is uh, we've had dentists say, I want to be right by the check uh, checkout counter. And that's my private office. And I go, no. <laughs> I said, hire a professional that you trust, number one, have a system in place and have those set up. And number two is that's the worst thing you can do for production is every break you have, you go up and sit by the checkout and you get sucked into conversations. You know, and, and you should be working on your production. Uh, but little things like that, that so often you talk to the average architect or contractor, equipment person, and what they'll do is just say, sure, 
you know, and they become a yes person rather than giving them good, solid information of helping them just make better choices. Yeah, because they want to think about things like that. Because you no, want that's it. why they're coming to you. And yeah. that's why, you know, that's why yeah. they're coming to the professional to help them. But unfortunately, so many of them say, yeah, let's sign it up. Um, and another one that you would love, Cindy, is we went uh, to a doctor calls me up and she's uh, down south and and I'm going, this isn't making sense. And she called and said that I have a 6,000 square foot office that I've found and I want to take over. And I'm going, okay. And I knew they were in about 1,800. And I'm thinking, hmm. <laughs> and, but what they did is they got into this uh, national uh, thing that helps them schedule a lot of people. And they, they get people through the doors and they get people in there. And unfortunately, they had no systems to keep the people. They were just, it was just a revolving door. Yeah, they, were hiring, yeah. they were hiring more people. They were hiring, they needed more space. They needed, and, and I just asked an opportunity to talk Frank. And I says, let's stop for a take, take a breath. Let's get your systems in place. And then first of all, if, you, if I put you in a 6,000 uh, 6, square foot space, we're gonna spend over $700,000 and just a tenant improvements. By the time you're done, you're gonna spend another uh, total of over a million dollars going into this new space and you're gonna be out of business next year. I said, why don't we spend $40,000 remodel what you need and do it? And that's the kind of professionals that they need to seek out. Yeah, that's great. Cause you could have been like, yeah, let's go for it. And you know, it would have been better for you, but yeah. you're not giving, you're there to help them, mentor them to really truly passionately help them with their vision. Yeah, and then if you get all those people in there, all those new patients and those people that, those places that we've all heard of and they help you get tons of new patients, but they're not really patients for you and you don't have systems in place. So really you're just spinning your wheels and in the long run, is it really going to work out? Not putting all those numbers that are probably yeah. going to run because of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so that's great. So it's interesting. It, it's uh, every everyone's different and unique. And uh, the other thing I've found is, you know, like when it comes to um, even simple things as blueprints is just I have a really good eye for understanding what works and what doesn't. But even with that is uh, because every dentist is different. There's some new things that come in mind. But the big issue is, is it does need to be properly zoned you know, to help productivity. You want all the production in the back and you want a back office area and you want to make sure they're not crossing the uh, paths with each other. And, and uh, you know, but, you know, an example of that is um, how some people think just because an architect drew it, it means it's right exactly what they need. Mm -hmm. And one office comes to mind where, um, he just was in the process of bringing in a new associate and the new associate was quite larger than himself. I mean, he, this, he was already six foot. The new person was six foot six and weighed a hundred pounds bigger. And he was like a linebacker and, uh, or tackle. And, um, he, uh, he already had too small of a space between the head of the patient and the cabinet behind him. And it was too tight, but, what nobody bothered to look at is he had a six foot hallway behind that they could expand into. Mm -hmm. And he was just about to go into remodeling uh, his office, but adding 
five or six more ops exactly like what he had. It's like doubling your pain, you know, and, but that's typically what will happen is the architect looks and doesn't understand. So he doesn't know what to look at and doesn't understand those dynamics, yeah. especially. And that's why it took so much time in a design and an operatory setup in my book was to help basically say to the dentist, just give it to the architect and say, read this and then come back and talk to me because then they have the understanding of minimum spacing uh, layouts and things that work and some example of offices that have a good flow and design and what what is it about them that work. Yeah, and I like because the sterilization rooms like, because you have that, you take that into consideration, like where do you want your sterilization room to be all the yeah. way down at the end of the, the building when you're carrying dirty instruments that are, I do infection <laughs> control training too. So I'm like, you have those dirty <laughs> instruments with sharp edges you're gonna walk all the way next door with. And so yeah. I like how you have a lot of them in the, like in the middle. So it's easy access or different options. Yeah. And every operatory doesn't have to be exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. Um, and so to I, see things about moving the hallway back because yeah. things that you don't, you can't vision if you're not designing. Yeah. No, and it, it's, it's just uh, thinking differently and, you know, asking the dentist permission to really help them just think a little bit differently, but remember it, it is about them. I mean, it's a, it's a big investment. You know, the, the, the amazing thing is, is even with all that going on, you know, the, the success rate, you know what the success rate of a dentist office is. You know, you, we talk about all small businesses and how after uh, one year, the success rate is uh, 80% for a small business. And after 10 years, it's 20%. Only 20% of them will stay in business after 10 years, typically. Now, think of what happens with the dentist is the average dentist nationwide, um, uh, their success rate is 99.5%. That's quite a difference. So you're saying like a, a regular business is 80%, but a dentist- No, no, I'm saying in, in 10 years, 80% of them will be out of business. Mm -hmm. And in that same time period, less than a half a percent will go belly up for a dentist. So what do you um, think the secret is there for the- the reason the ones that succeed is it because you know it's think it, it's just you know it used to be an adage you know before 2008 um you know quite often most of the schools would uh constantly say you build it they'll come and you'll succeed don't worry about it and the big thing is is since 2008 is more in schools are recognizing that there's a business side of things that they need to start taking care of and it the they the dentists can do a lot of wrongs and still succeed it's just amazing there's enough profit built into it that they can still succeed unfortunately their profit margins drop you know one company that i know that signed up for this national marketing thing and he had all kinds of patients coming in, but what he was spending, his overhead was 90%. Now he's still in business. He's working his tail off and he's working extremely hard. But that same day, I'll never forget going from him and he, he won this award. And I, I went to another dentist that had just moved into the one of the most expensive lease rate areas in town and, and used all day ADEC cabinetry, all day ADEC uh, 
uh, equipment and everything, and his overhead was 55%. And what's the and that's the difference is yes, you can still stay in business, you can survive and do it terribly, you know, the business side, or you can and work really hard, or you can hire some professionals to help you make some good choices and get some good systems and processes in place and get your overhead where it should be for, you know, for general dentists, 55 is a really good, 55, 60%, you know, and for some of the specialists to be down maybe even the 50, but that's huge. Mm -hmm. That's why they succeed is they have that higher uh, profit margin of a bill available to them. And the, it's really the bottom line, Cindy, is I found that there's four blind spots that dentists have that, um, they, a lot of them don't realize that they have, and it's just something that might be worth sharing with your listeners. Yes. Um, so, and, and that kind of contributes it. And what's interesting is I just talked to, um, the, the number one lender for dentists in the, in the nation. And I asked, so what is it that is causing the problems? And basically it just, answered this and uh what well first it come before i get into four blind uh four deadly blind spots is the biggest thing that aids to their success is relationships you know that's the simple biggest thing is helping their success is is uh you know having relationships with their patients and then taking the time to ask for referrals and taking the time to build on those relationships rather than look around and spend all their time doing all these things. Mm -hmm. The best dentists, the most successful are the ones that are just relaxed in their own skin, mm -hmm. understand who they are, what they're about. And they just enjoy dentistry and they give the dentist, the, their dentist patients some options and they don't think about, well, how much am I going to make on this case? They just provide options. It's up to them. There's no stress. And they just, and basically uh, one one friend of mine said, you take care of them, they'll take care of you. And it's so true. Yeah, so building trust is the number one important thing you can do with your patients, right? If yes. you build trust and relationships and you generally listen to yes. them, care about them, yeah. they're going to trust you, they're going to refer people and they're going to sign up for treatment. That's, that's so true. Yeah, the, yeah. The, thing, the things that I see that really hurt dentists are four main areas. And one is focus you know, that we talked about is just, you know, basically it's like a kite in the wind. The wind blows this way and they're over here and it blows that way. And they have someone that's talking in their ear really hard and they get, you know, all of a sudden they're inspired to do something and they're constantly taking on something new and rather than really understanding who they are. And so we call it focus on awareness. And the other one is trust, trust on awareness. And, you know, I did this big time and I actually I can speak to all four of these because I've, I've blundered in all those you know, through the my career. Fortunately, I learned early on and I survived and I've been able to rebuild, you know, but I've had some painful experiences and the blind trust. So what happens is they see the guy and they just believe everything they say. I did that with my office manager and I believed everything she said. And in fact, she had sewing bees with my female employees and spouses and, and then find out that she embezzled and fraud and forgery and, 
you know, basically stole my business blind, you know, and I had a lot of grief out of that. It just darn near ended my marriage. You know, I've heard too many stories of that. And yep. And so that blind trust rather than earned trust, you know, so it's slow steps to make sure that they earn and help people through that. Uh, The next is uh, marketing on awareness. And, you know, I see so many doctors that will spend every waking hour going out trying to find the best location for themselves, or they take the time to go ahead and try and be their own contractor, or they try to, and then in doing their own contracting, rather than the job taking maybe four months, it takes nine or 12 months to build and plus all the stress and plus all the rework plus all the things and aggravation rather than they could have just done it and concentrate what you did and make more money doing what you do best dentistry uh the other part of that is you know example of people uh, making choices of um you know with market on awareness of of they'll hand us a floor plan to me and say how much and it's just a floor plan you know and you know as well as I do, oh, sure, we get the number right on just with a floor plan. Right. You know, never visited the site, have no clue what design level they want, have no understanding about what part of town it is. And just in this market, because they don't understand the market, just from one side of the town to the other, if it's the same building, sometimes they can vary by 10, 15, 20%. And I have offices that, uh, like point in case, if it's in uh, the east side, it'll cost me $1,500 for a fire alarm and it's 18000 over on the other side of town. Mm-hmm. You know, and then does it have air conditioners? Does it not? You know, does it have concrete? And all these variables, but not understanding those surprises that'll kill you. It, it, it's the adage of you don't know what you don't know. Right. And then, and then also brokers you know why do people hire brokers people say well they're getting a lot of money well think about this if someone else is paying for it why don't you take the time to hire the absolute best dental broker you can find that will work for you and get you the best deal and get you the most tenant improvement dollars possible and really make it happen and make sure that it doesn't have all these uh has enough power enough parking and all those things and you don't pay anything for it but you hire the best what other industry can that happen in? Right. <laughs> right. You know, and then the, the self-awareness, um, you know, basically, uh, you know, those is basically the self-inflicted wounds that hurt our future. You know, early on in business, I had some self-inflicted wounds, some, some things that I was carrying baggage that I was kind of like, I uh, swear there was a bullseye in the back of my back with darts ready to throw at them. And I just felt like I was a target for everyone. But it takes all those things that we just talked about, but also the issue of uh, you haven't taken time to deal with your self-worth and your self-esteem. And, and uh, you know, uh, and those are the things that you ask, why is it that some doctors produce better than others? all these affect, but this last one is the most powerful is when the doctor, uh, he or she really don't understand who they are and they haven't taken the time to maybe even go to counseling. I, you know, I'm, I tell you, I've been to counseling numerous times and it's helped, you know, provided you find a good one, but you know, there, 
there's there's ones remember Bob Newhart where you just go repeatedly forever you know but yeah. <laughs> but but it's talking about you know um, people that are out there that can really help you work through it through things and just help you be a better person all the way around. Do you think it's because um, they say they whoever they are uh, dentists have kind of a bigger ego? Maybe it's because of their ego that you they don't stop and take the time to read self-help books or learn or write journal, get rid of all these old things that are whole, like, give me something really stupid from well, your childhood, just yeah. get it out. And you don't realize how free and it could be too. Well, you know, I think, I think that's part of it. And also, you know, I've been in that boat too. And, but one thing that happens is when you step out of school and all of a sudden you start getting those big checks, and you start making some big money, all of a sudden, it's pretty easy to go to your head and go, you know, your ego. And a lot of times, because you're not, they're not business people, they don't understand that it is a business decision, and there is a return on your investment. And it should be a slow process. And it's about saving some money and making better choices. It, it makes such a difference for their future. Yeah, just taking time to, to stop and study always always learn self-study too not even yeah. just about dentistry but in business but self yeah, yeah and it's like so you. true but but that's human nature too is you know you know how many of us want to say what can I do better you know how many of us want to just open ourselves up and uh, let someone take pot shots at us you know it's cons uh, constructive criticism that we're after um, and uh, it it takes courage to do you know because not everybody wants to open those closets and you know i've i've helped friends try to go through uh counseling and stuff but they get a certain point and they just stop because they don't want to deal with it yeah and they, you know and so it's a challenge you and know they, it, it's it's yeah. not easy but then they still are dealing with it just in a different way you know, <laughs> like and they will, they, yeah, yeah they will deal with it one way or another, and they'll deal with it, you know, what's the term, you know, with every decision is a, has a consequence. Well, some are good and some are bad. And, but by ignoring things that aren't working for us, those will typically come back and bite us. At some point you will pay it. And usually the longer you wait, the more painful it is later. You know, I, I can attest to that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to hear your other story sometime too. It sounds like you have a lot of a uh, lot of good stuff in there <laughs> or out of well, there. It, it's it, uh, and I share a lot of that freely in the book, and and that's really what it's about. Is uh, I wanted to be um, just be a beacon of just help people make better choices and help people move forward. And you know, there's a lot of people out there willing to take your money. And if you, people can walk away by reading the book of just helping them make a better choice in one area, ideally all the areas, but just understand that there are people out there that really do care, like yourself. You wouldn't be doing this if you didn't care. Right. I mean, there's a lot of things that you could do and send you with your time. Yeah, right? yeah, yep. I'm sure my dog would like me to be doing something different right now. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but you, you've invested in, you're investing in others and that's why you do yeah. this, this exactly. podcast. 
in people yeah and with love and I think to be a mentor it's not just about teaching children it's about you've been there you've gone through things you've had some hardships you've had some knockdowns like you said you've had a target on your back you've had counseling and and you want to help other people not so much to prevent it but get through it themselves and you know and and, and learn and show them some different and and hopefully uh, um prevent going through part of what we went through ideally all of everything that i've been through but um it's uh uh there are better choices yeah there definitely are you know and it's i'd love to uh uh another thing i, I don't know how much time do we have cindy um, as much time as you want because um yeah you can talk about as much time as you have you can Okay, there's there's one other item that why don't we wrap it up with uh, um, the uh, fists of success? Okay, and so um, it's another thing I coined a few years ago, and and uh, um, it's basically was designed primarily with the dentists that are graduating, and but then as I look at it, it really applies to all of us because it it's all decisions. And as I look at it, I've had uh, dentists that are seasoned, uh, have some issues and, and others that um, are just getting out of school. And, and what I've found is um, there's uh, always dentists that go through it effortlessly and they really get it and they really understand. And then there's others that it, you know, almost from the day you meet them, it's kind of like there's another little veil and there's extra crap you know, I don't know a good word to put, but, you know, and so I called it fists and, you know, so F-I-S-T-S. And so the idea was, is, you know, what is it about those uh, people that I could help and better understand that they're setting themselves up for things and problems in the future? And the first one is the F for FICA, you know, just dealing with your FICA score and and keeping it ideally around 720 or so. So as you progress, you're getting ready to build an office, you're getting ready to uh, get a loan, you're gonna go acquire something else, whatever it might be, or you're a new, uh, just graduated student and you're thinking towards your future. That's the first thing is just keep your score high and keep it clean. You know, don't don't give up on that rental and don't let don't don't have those black marks on you. That's something that's really going to hurt you, you know, and then the so what happens is we got I F and then we got I for intelligent spending. So what happens is, especially for students earlier, I gave indication that, you know, it's not an uncommon for students to graduate and all of a sudden, wow, I got a big check. So they go buy a big house or they go buy a nice car or whatever. But seasoned dentists do this too. I just had this happen a few months back where we're getting ready to start the office. Uh, it was like eight months ago. And he just bought a big house. I mean, literally just the month prior. And he put $200,000 out of his cash, out of his savings, out of it. But it depleted his uh, funds to the point where the lender's going, mm, and he had to get and pay a higher rate because he didn't have money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and and people go, well, how can that be? I, I'm paying down my loan. Well, first things first, think about what gives you a return and what's what's 
are you getting an income from and what is your future? Well, what's feeding your whole life is your dental practice. So build on that, make decisions for that, and then that'll take care of your home and your family and all your hobbies and all your things you want to do. So first, think about that. So you've got the uh, FICA and intelligent spending, and then you want to talk about satisfy your passion. And what I mean is there's dentists out there that really want to be a specialist. They want to go from a general dentist into peds or ortho or whatever it might be but satisfy that. And, and also there might be a general dentist that is doing the endo and it's just causing them a lot of stress. Get rid of the endo. You know, sometimes it's that simple. You know, I've had dentists say, well, once a week, I just have this really stressful day. And finally it just dawned on me. It was the endo case that was driving me crazy. Yeah, whatever it is, but think about your passion because if you're doing things and you have a passion for them, you know, it just knocks you dead and you don't have to think about going to work because it's not a job anymore. Right. You love to yeah. do what you do. You know, that's why you do hygiene. That's why you end up going out and uh, do all the evaluations of the offices, Cindy, is you, you enjoy doing that. You meet and enjoy meeting people and it doesn't become a job. It's and you've added podcasts to your list because it's fun and you're making a difference and all fits in the lines with what you're about. Right. So, you know, and so here now you notice is your fist is opening up. And the fourth one is time for relationships. You know, that's the money thing that really makes a difference. We talked about earlier is taking time for relationships. It's, it's your family. It's it's your significant others. And and but most importantly, also is in when you're in the office, it's taking time for your patients and giving them options. And, and when you have those relationships, what's interesting is they're solid. So all of a sudden you get done and you just lay out maybe four options for them for this case. And one might be totally reconstructive and anywhere from pulling a tooth, whatever. And they turn to you and say, what should I do? You know, that's what's, you know, you're doing it right when they're saying, what should I do? Exactly. Not how much it yeah. costs. Yeah, and, but but you you indicated that earlier, Cindy. Is you you understand that is when they have that relationship, it's it's what do you think rather than oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? You know, and and all this, it's all about money. Instead, it's about relationships. Yes, you know. So let me go ask my friends or myself. Yeah, or let me go do an else. audit and let me go let me go put up my text and and yes. Facebook and see what they think. And then, you know, so we got four and your hands opening up. And the last one is dealing with is uh, savings. So your hands are opening up and, and savings. And typically you want to have forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 when you're getting ready to do it and more ideally. But the big thing is, is the, the lenders are looking for someone that's made good choices. Those items above have a history and then someone that really, and they're going, wow, look at that. Not only did they pay their bills and they got their FICA score up and they got relationships and wow, look at what they're doing in their current practice or their, where they're being associate currently. And, and then, wow, they actually made some smart choices and they didn't go buy the big house and the car and they're, they're actually being practical and they have money in the bank. All of a sudden, everyone, their hands are going like this for not only the lender, but also it gives you more power, clout, 
and understanding in the entire dental market. You know, so the professionals that come to you are going, wow, this person really understands business. You might not understand all the things about business, but the basic principles the to be able wants to, to know. <laughs> yeah, the, the ones that really count, the ones that really make a difference. Yeah. And so I call that the physics success, just to help people, you know, make some better choices as they as they go forward. I like that. Plus, you say your your fist your palms are open, so then that means you're open to receive too, right? Because yeah, that's that's the whole idea. Body language. You know, yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, it's it's everything you do should be with an open hand and you know, an open heart and being willing to, you know, you're going to be taking risks. There's going to be things and, and, you know, we, uh, it helps deal with all those uh, pain points of not knowing what to do and what to do next and all those things. But if you surround yourself with those accountable people and then, and uh, abide by those things we talked about today, it makes the world a difference for that dentist. Yes. So then, then everybody's happy. Yes. And then one thing too that um, building relationships also with your team, correct? So your patients, Absolutely. but also with your your team members. Yeah, I I, I was just visiting with a dentist uh, for the first time about a month ago, and uh, female dentist, and we were having the meeting, and it was right at the end of the day, and I said, "This lady gets it." I could just you know you can tell by certain people's persona how they mm -hmm. uh, present themselves, but. Uh, within 10 minutes, we had two interruptions and they said, you know, staff member, team members coming in and going, um, excuse me, I just want to say goodbye to the doctor. And, and after they left, I said, kudos to you. I gave her a high five. And I said, you know, you get it. You understand how valuable your team members are because when they make you sing, you dance and it really makes it work well. I love it. I love it. That's so true. Yep. If you actually go want to say goodbye to the doctor. And yeah. You know, most of them, you know, there's, there's offices literally, and we've all seen them where the staff can't wait to run out the door. Yeah. They don't want to, they don't want to see the doctor. Like, like, just get me out of here. I've, I've had enough, mm -hmm. you know, so. Yeah, that, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, Steve. I love um, hearing your you have so you're so full of information. I'm sure that we could uh, have you back on again sometime well, to tell be us happy more. To do that, you know, and I'll yeah. uh, be um, reading some more of your book and finding out some of some more of your story. Well, I'd love that. And uh, if you'd like to, just give me a buzz, and we'd be happy to set something else up. Yes, but I, yeah. I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. So, how can we get a hold of you? How can our listeners get a hold of you? Um, we have the book, the Dental Ease book, and then your company's name is Denco. Is that right? Yeah, it's called Denco Dental Construction. I'm very simple. Den stands for dental and co stands for construction. Dental Denco Dental Construction. Perfect. And um, the book is Dental Ease, and they're both easily easy to find on the, on the internet. And then that's dreamdentalpractice.net. Dreamdentalpractice.net is my uh, website. And uh, but thank you so much. Thank you. And when I was first started in dentistry, I was working in the front office and I was like writing a book in my head. It was called the perfect office or the dream, the dream office. So when I saw your book, I'm like, what? <laughs> yours is a little more extensive. Well, you know, what's interesting is I also even have uh, making your dream. It's actually copyright. I actually have the copyright. Wow. I've had it that long. Making your dream. Making to be able to copyright that. So, yeah. What's that? To be able to copyright. 
making your dream that so you have had it making your dream a reality i've had it that long yeah. okay so that was yours first yeah yeah no it's just that's, fortunate that's great and so then it happened to happen and you're making your dream making other people's dreams too yeah and and as we close that's something to think about is when you meet with those professionals is are they about your dream or someone else's? And I was so proud of one of my team members when they reminded me we're in a meeting and we're talking about finishes and I'm just kind of going, I don't know about this. <laughs> and she looked at me and said, Steve, it's their dream. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it's all about is making your dream reality. And it doesn't get any better than that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dental Elements Podcast. Be sure to share, like, and subscribe. 